Welcome to the Cove's Body, Mind and Soul series. In this episode, we will be discussing anxiety. Our guest speaker for this episode is Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Hodges. Lieutenant Colonel Hodges is currently posted to Headquarters Forces Command as the SO1 Psychology, where she provides specialist decision and command support to training, operational, joint and whole of government environments. She holds a Bachelor of Psychology with Honours, a Master of Clinical Psychology, and is currently completing a graduate certificate in global health. She is also a PhD student at the University of Queensland. She is the co-author of three published military research papers presented at international conferences on the topics of subsyndromal PTSD, the mental health of unmanned aerial vehicles, and the efficacy of telehealth. Ma'am, welcome, and thanks for supporting the Cove. What is anxiety? Thanks for having me. So anxiety is just a normal reaction to a perceived threat. Most of us have heard of the fight or flight response. So that's an evolutionary process that gears us up to either physically defend ourselves or run for it. This is obviously very useful for keeping us safe against physical threats. But unfortunately, most of the threats we face today aren't necessarily physical. They're psychological threats like stress or interpersonal conflict. An anxiety disorder is when this fight or flight system gets stuck in on mode despite no real danger being present. When we can't control the worry or we blow our worries out of proportion, this can be described as an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders are actually the most common disorder in Australia. Up to one in three women and one in five men will experience an anxiety disorder in their life. This means that there's lots of resources and supports driven by a long research history. And what are some symptoms of anxiety? So anxiety can be felt both in the brain and the body. A lot of people actually first notice their anxiety as a physical thing. So they feel their heart racing, they get indigestion, sweaty palms, they can't sleep, or they're kind of overreactive and jumpy a lot. Worry is the key psychological symptom. We obsess over what could go wrong, what did go wrong in the past. We worry about what other people will think. And this all ruins our concentration, it ruins our sleep, it makes us grumpy, and it can lead us to just feeling overwhelmed by our problems. People with anxiety often worry about things that they logically know they're good at. So, for example, someone might worry excessively about failing a BFA, even though they've never failed one before, and regularly pass practice BFAs without any issues. This can lead to an individual with anxiety actually procrastinating even simple tasks, which to an outsider may seem really silly. But for the person with anxiety, they find it really hard to believe they'll succeed, even when all the evidence says that they will. In extreme cases, people can experience panic attacks, during which they may experience hyperventilation, faint, or feel as though they're actually having a heart attack. And how do we treat anxiety? So it's common for people with anxiety to worry a lot about what other people think of them, which actually makes it hard for them to ask for help. However, just like in our episode on depression, anxiety is actually really well understood and there are some really effective treatments available. Just like depression, anxiety can be treated by a psychologist, with medication, or a combination of both. In therapy, the psychologist helps identify the trigger for our worries and tackle the thoughts that exacerbate them rather than reduce our worries. It doesn't teach people never to worry, but how to assess whether their worry is reasonable and adjust it if necessary. 
As I've mentioned previously in the depression episode, it's common for people to be worried about taking a medication. They worry about the side effects or what other people might think. But a range of modern medications exist and can be a pivotal part of recovery for some people's journey. Okay, so I've got anxiety. How will defence manage me? Anxiety disorders are actually the most common type of disorder in the ADF, so your support team is actually really well rehearsed at helping you through your recovery. Just like depression, being diagnosed with an anxiety disorder may result in a medical downgrade and some restrictions while you undergo treatment and learn the skills to manage your anxiety. I know this is a common barrier to some people coming forward to seek help, but just like a physical injury, a medical downgrade is used to allow the person time to access their treatment and ensure that leaders are aware of how to best help the person recover. Once treatment is over, there's no reason a person can't return to duty and deploy is required. And finally, ma'am, how can the chain of command assist? It's important to remember that individuals with anxiety spend a lot of time worrying about potential negative things in the future. It's easy to see how that sort of worry would lead them to spend a lot of time thinking about what's my boss going to think, what's my peers going to think, and avoiding talking about it. So one of the key things leaders can do is communicate that they're aware how common anxiety is and aware that most people recover relatively quickly with treatment. Providing meaningful work with res- within restrictions, checking the person has adequate support, and trying to understand that what seems silly and little to us could actually be really serious and overwhelming to a person with anxiety all goes a long way to fostering recovery. Ma'am, thanks for that. That was fantastic. Uh, We look forward to the next episode where we will be discussing PTSD. Thanks to those who have listened in. If you have any questions, we can be contacted at soldiercove at gmail.com. Don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket, anywhere, anytime.